Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast, where the stories are sacred. To learn more about Vet Church, visit www.vetchurch.com. There was issues we wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. You specifically looked at me and were like, we should have talked about this, this, and this. And I don't like shitting on people. I think people that get shit on all the time, it's just, you say it fast enough, just shit on, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I thought, hang on a second. You you were like, hey, we need to talk about some things, and uh, we 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 said we we're going to talk about the military sexual trauma M- M- MST. Yes. And I thought about that a lot, and I thought, why don't we just say we're talking about? In one sense, we're just talking about trauma, sexual trauma. In another sense, like because what you experienced, you were were you still in uniform at the time? Mm-hmm. So. You know, these are things that like people don't want to talk about, and it's not because it, I think it's not because they don't love the people or or want to do something. It's because sometimes there's a feeling of hopelessness, like, "Hey, this horrible thing happened." It's like a feeling of hopelessness and shame and embarrassment and just a bunch of emotions all run together. It's not just one emotion; it's like a bunch of them. It's it yeah. just takes over you, and you just, you don't know what to do. Well, in, in, in hearing the story, like the listener also hearing it, there's a feeling of hopelessness that goes on there in the sense of, like, what do we do? And so now, but there is something we can do. That's one of the reasons you want to talk about it is you mm-hmm. want to encourage people to take some action in certain areas. So, I mean, I, well, let's just jump right in there. Like, you've experienced some. Yeah. In the military, you know, it's not, it wasn't a, it was my, the military was the best experience of my life. Even though this happened, you know, even though it, it affected me really bad because it happened when we got back off deployment. Coming back from Afghanistan. We got back from Afghanistan. We were back and I was like, yeah, I want to hang out with my friends. Let's go party. Like, you know, hang out. Yeah. Have a good time. Yeah. Try to make up for some lost time. Try to make up for... Well, try to celebrate the fact you're still alive. Yeah, all we, that the, stuff. You know, that we came back. You know, and this is a tight group of friends. Mm-hmm. You know, some one of the people that I'd never thought in my whole entire life would have done something like this, and it was just wow. And the and the group of people that I was with, you know, later on, I told one of them, and that was it. But this was already when we were out of the military. So you you didn't say anything I after say this anything happened to, to you. Mm-mm. I didn't think anybody was going to believe me. Why? Because there was alcohol involved, and it doesn't matter, you know, if alcohol is involved or not. That doesn't that doesn't mean a thing. No is no. You know. So it came down like this, you know, a battle buddy, a battle buddy. I'm going to say battle buddy with quotations because <laughs> they are not my battle buddy. Honestly, I probably would have left this person in Afghanistan, as dirty as it was. We all went drinking. We were in Austin. We went drinking. Had a good time. I was like, hey, I've had a little too much. I want to go back to the room. I was trying to be smart about it. So I was like, okay. So he was like, oh, hey, you guys keep going. I'll walk her back to the room. All right. We go back to the room. I get to the room. I'm like, oh, I got to go to sleep. You know, I'm intoxicated. Well... During the point in time that I went to sleep, I woke up and this person was on top of me. And I was started to swing and I 
you know, tried to get this guy off me and he put his hand over his, my mouth and was just like, kept going. Not a good thing. No. And I was still pretty intoxicated. And next thing I know it, I'm waking up again. And then everybody in the room is passed out because everybody came back eventually. I wake up and I'm like, holy crap, you know. And then what do you say? And in your and this case, guy, this guy's gone. You didn't say anything. No, and he's gone. He had took the person that he took back to back to Fort Hood. So he's gone. So you said you told me yesterday you wish you did things differently. What would you've done differently? What could, what can somebody do in this situation? I don't think anybody, because you know, these are the people that you trust. We went overseas together. We fought together. You know, would have died together, and. For someone to ruin that trust and that that relationship that we had was honestly I it was just I don't even know how to describe it it just felt like somebody just ripped my soul out and threw it on the floor and spit on it yeah you know it didn't change my look for the other people that I went with obviously if they would have known they probably would have beat the crap out of them no doubt in the back of my head you know but that happened I said nothing to nobody because I was like, oh, well. What did that do to you? It hurt me. By not saying anything. It took me down in a spiral. So you're already feeling very physical and emotional tie-in all this, at this mm -hmm. moment. And now you're giving yourself more emotional hurt. Yeah. By not saying anything. Because I let it bottle up. I let it stay inside of me. And I grew, th I have this, I started to grow a kind of hate you know, hate is a very powerful word. I don't like using it because I don't, I'm not a hateful person, but I started to grow this hate and this disgust for, you know, this person and he, the people that he associated himself with and, you know, just, and then, you know, every now and then I'll dream about it. Like I will still see that in my head and it caused a lot of problems with me. I want to say sexually. You know, because I was standoffish. I didn't, I'm just like, oh, okay, well, you know, what the hell? So, well, and I had to learn to trust, you know, trust again. I, and trust yourself too, or just and trusting myself. others or? I didn't like to be, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go out. I don't think I went out that much after that. Yeah. It just, it did a number to me about, you know. I didn't want to hang around anybody because like how, how are you going to go know. hang around some people that you thought you trusted and they just they burn it they burned it through the like he burned it through the floor when you saw this person again <clears throat> yeah you've seen him again you know. but right before we all pcs'd wait <sighs> yeah well it's just a like there's so much and he looked at me and he smiled and he turned around and walked the other way and i was like how disgusting is that it's pretty bad so, so this is the, my only, my third time talking about this, Yeah. but if something like this happens to, or has happened to you, you need to let it go. You need to like, let it out, not let it go, but let it out because it'll make you feel so much better. You know, now how do you let it out? Or would break that down a little bit? You, you said, I think you told me you talked to a, you talked to somebody at one point about mm -hmm. this. I talked, you, well, I did, I, help. I did talk to professional help. Um, they said that was it was doing a number on me you know it really was because yeah i was on 
for this, I, I, I was, they actually put me on medication eventually for it too, the whole wonderful medication thing. But I had talked to you eventually, and I had talked to another, here goes my bagel. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, and then I, um, I talked to somebody else, you know, one of the people that was there. Yeah, he was pissed. And he said, how come you never said anything? And then I, my first thing that came out of my mouth was, who's going to believe me? We're drunk, you know? Well, and, and, you know, and, and I hear people say, well, that's why you shouldn't drink. But that's why, and, it, and it's weird because it, in some sense, there's a lot of people trying to go and remove the responsibility of the person who did this heinous crime. And or they like, say, well, you shouldn't have been drinking. Drink with people that you trust or drink with people that you know so you know you're safe. Yeah, that went crap. right out the freaking window. That is That doesn't mean anything to me anymore. Well, and it's, man, finding safety, it, that's not an easy move to be safe, period. And mm -hmm. then to find that, you know, you're betrayed. You the don't betrayal like, is so when you deploy and you go and you come back and you're off your deployment and you come back and like, I survived this whole ordeal and you come back to this and it's like, are you serious? This just happened. I don't know if, okay, I'm going to not say that, but I don't know if he was just thinking with his wing wang or whatever he wanted to think about, but off of deployment and just came back and just, I don't know if he was right in his mind. That's still no excuse. No, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like, it's like there's a there's this tendency to try to rationalize like what happened, and when we do that, I really believe like I'm going to talk in terms of sin and redemption. Um, when we try to rationalize that which is wrong, which is evil, what it what it does is it actually starts hurting us as people, and so I think. This idea of confession comes in, and it says, "Confess your faults, confess your sins, and pray for one another that you may be healed." the The idea is you confess, and it doesn't like say you, you know when you talk to Christ and you're just like, "I've got sins in my life," and you confess those sins. It doesn't mean the scars from whatever happened are no sins goes mm -hmm. away. Just like here we have a situation where the individual has never come to you and said, "I was wrong." I was, I did something evil. I am sorry. There's no confession made to you or asking of forgiveness. And so you can either hold on to this, which will continue to hurt you. And then, but it doesn't cheapen the grace. I used to think it was cheap grace, but I, I, I'm coming to this idea that it's not cheap grace to say, hey, listen, I forgive you for that. You're still holding you accountable. You were still wrong. But I've got to move on with my life and in order to do that. Mm -hmm. In a sense, I'm going mm -hmm. to just in my mind say, hey, listen, I forgive you. And I'm moving on. Even though this person has to come and ask, you don't restore them to the place of friendship or the place of trust mm -hmm. because that's cheap grace. Because grace and, and true love always holds. There's always accountability. Like, you know, I'm watching you with your son. You love your son. Goes over, I remember him grabbing at the, the bread knife this morning to cut the bagels. <laughs> and you quickly moved over there and removed the temptation from him. 
and 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 in that kind of love, you expect him to love in return, not to hit back, not to do. You know, mm -hmm. it's like this whole. There's a there's always a give and a take, and I like when it, when it comes to this kind of sexual. This has happened many many people. I I can't. I remember when I was first a chaplain, I thought it would be cool to hear secrets. You know, like people would tell me stuff and. And then they gave us total confidentiality. I thought, well, that's great. You know, that way you can't go blabbing anything. You know, nobody, everybody's going to know you're not going to say anything. And then I started learning. You can learn too much. Yeah. You can know too much. And then, and probably about the hundredth time I heard a lady tell me about being raped. And I started realizing, what do you do with this? Like, it's going on. Like, there's probably more than likely somebody will see this video that has just been raped in the last little bit and and, there, and there's no formula there's no easy like there's no like I, I'm not saying you just go oh I forgive you that's not that's not what we're talking about at all we're not talking about you running out and finding help immediately and saying look at me look what happened that's not what you're talking about either is it I mean it's honestly it's been almost 10 years since it happened and it still lingers. Their scars are still there. And I was blaming myself for a long time. I was like, what did I do? This must be my fault. And then I started talking to professional help and I had talked to my friend and they said, this is not your fault. Why are you blaming yourself for this? I blamed myself for this all the time. I was like, this is my fault. I did this, this is, you know, this is what I did. No, it wasn't my fault. You know, a lot of, I noticed, you know, and we, you know, when I did take criminal justice, the victim of a rape or, you know, some, they will blame themselves. It's, it's known that's, it's, it, they did a study on it and the victim will start to blame themselves about what happened. And that's why they'll, they'll be like, well, it's my fault. They never go forward. They're embarrassed or, you know, all these things come into play and, you know, people have to realize it's not your fault. And at, at no point in blaming yourself will you find healing. No, it'll it'll definitely scar you more. Yeah, I think so. And and I think that like that's that's that piece where like when you say to the other person, okay, I'm moving on from you, so I'm going to forgive you. It's not forgiving them of the action. It's it's like it's in a sense you're forgiving yourself for even like saying it was my fault that they did this because I, I, I don't know how to put it that way but it's, it's a very delicate thing because you don't want people to think that it's okay to say well you're forgiven for your meanness because I mean it, this works on every scale people are catty they're mean they're uh, there's and then like you push that all the way up and you have this sexual trauma stuff that's going mm -hmm. on and a lot it's not a little bit it's a lot there's a lot of like, I remember watching an Oprah while I was enlisted as a chaplain assistant in the Oprah show. She had on there something like 50% of rape cases never go, they never get even, the kits. the kits never even get completed. They sit on the shelves in police departments across the United States. And I thought, wow. And then, and then I realized that this, man, this stuff's going on a lot. And, you know, and, and you've healed it. And forgiven yourself and moved and I don't mean forgive yourself for that act but forgiving yourself for not saying something yeah 
and and like hiding it inside and you've done that so much so that you were like yeah we need to talk about this yeah it's uh, finally 10 years later i can actually say something without you know breaking down into a full-on tears it it has affected my life really bad you know and i can finally talk about it without just having a complete meltdown it took me a long time to say hey you know this isn't my fault this isn't making they're making faces at me there this isn't my fault this isn't you know oh, this is just kids. yeah this just is now i could i could finally release it and you know hopefully like i said i have a purpose here and my purpose is to help everybody else I know, I know a lot of people on Vet Church that say I impacted their life a lot. There's a lot of things that you don't know about me, but hopefully this is one of them that I can, you know, say, and hopefully it'll, it'll help somebody else. You know, you have to, you know, I'm not saying I don't, I don't forgive the other person. I probably will never forgive them ever. <coughs> That's just not how it's going to work, especially when you laugh in my face and walk away. But I will forgive myself, you know, for you know just I have to forgive myself I have to release it I have to let it go you know just I I I blame myself for not letting it go and letting others know sooner so it's such a hard thing because I I, I always feel like I don't have the right words here I don't even know how to how to say it it's just I have to I had to learn how to you know forgive myself and to trust others again you know is and it was hard. It was really hard. Well, and I, I would propose that the, you know, like I'm, I'm not a big fan of trusting others. I trust God. And, and sometimes God helps people do the right thing. It, because I've, I've had so many people lie to me, so many people take advantage of. I took your kindness for weakness. And yeah, it's yeah. not even that. Yeah. You know? You know, it's like if somebody asked me, like, how did you, how did I stay married to Kate for twenty something years? And it was, it's it's not Kate, it's my relationship to God that I said I would stay married, that I would you know love my wife, and and therein, am I do I have a good relationship with Kate? You know, that's it's it's through that, and so. Um, no, this this has no <laughs> thing on the top. Ours have these little things on the top that help it. Be th it's windy out here. It's about gonna rain a second. So, um, but I, I find it's like it's a. It's, it feels difficult because there's no real words, you know. Like, I think you might be insane if you went back to this guy and went, like, "Yeah, hey, everything you did was fine." That would be a, a form of insanity, yeah, and it I, would be inappropriate. It would be wrong. You know. My true battle buddies, like I said, it doesn't matter if I got along with them or not. I would have their back. This is one person that I would have left for the Taliban. That's how I feel. And if I ever saw this guy, I would probably want to beat the crap out of him with a baseball bat. Well, and you didn't even know <laughs> until you were back in the States that this was going on. Yeah. I, it just, I don't know what, what triggers somebody to do this. I don't either. I know. I... I I, when I was studying criminal justice, it takes one sick individual to do it. And who knows what that was going through their head. Well, and, and then, you know, I'm like, and, and like, so here I am as a chaplain thinking, man, these are some people that need Christ. Like, it's, it's hard because 
because Christ died for like all men, all women. You know, that's how I believe it. Across the board, if if we have humanity in us, that's the reason God comes to die. And how do I as a chaplain or just as a Christian show them love? And in now, especially when I was a chaplain, when uh, this happened a couple times where people got locked up. And it was like, you either, you know, the unit's like, I don't want anything to do with that guy. And yet, I'm the chaplain, I need to go to him and, and you know, and just see, hey, do you want to pray? Do you want to, are you looking for, to confess? Is there contrition in your heart? Do you, can I help you in that way? But but at the same time, I can't force any of that. Yeah. The, the contrite mm-hmm. individual comes back and, and weeps because they were wrong and they know that their inadequacies and their sins are not so much just against you but against God who create you know what I'm saying like in, in, in a sense like so this individual sins against God first and th- thus sins against you and your children and every relationship you have afterward it all is affected right mm-hmm. he may not honestly he 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 could have pushed it to the back burner. He could laugh about it now to this day. I don't know. I don't know what going through his head, but he's going to have to answer when when judgment day comes. And he's going to have to answer because nothing goes with you no. know. You can't get past God. And that to me is more. You talk about fearful. You know, like sometimes I get riled up and like, oh, we should you know, everybody that rapes somebody gets their left nut cut off or something you know castration that's <laughs> awesome not, yeah but no i think everything should just be chopped there off. we go but if if you know like you talk about standing before a holy god it's going to be worse than castration yeah that, mm-hmm. that would be problems you know be a scary moment um did you want to say anything else on this topic on this topic i can roll this topic into my next topic but do him you know I just really want this to be put out there. If it's happened to you, let it out. Let it be known. You know, don't hold it in. It's not your fault. It really isn't. You know, it doesn't matter if you were drinking, what kind of clothes you were wearing, if you were wearing a certain perfume, what you look like. It's not your fault. It happens. Bye. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not your fault and you need to talk about it. I mean, if you don't want to go talk to professional help or you don't trust anybody or you just need an outside, you know, feel free to inbox me. That's fine. Whatever you tell me, I won't go tell anybody. It's, it'll stay between us. But, you know, through all this damage and all this stuff that um, has happened, Anything, everything that has happened since deployment, coming back, I've had lived a very rough road and I managed to stay humble through everything. You know, I still care about people. I still have, a, I do have a, a group of civilian friends that I trust and then there's my military friends. You know, I have a really tight wound group. But everybody says I, I managed to stay humble through, whoa, all this stuff. And that's what you have to do to live on through your life. You know, look at God. I don't, and look at Buddha. 
I, that's another one, you know, that Buddhism is, is a way of life, but he, he stayed humble no matter what happened. God stayed humble. They, they were very humble people. You know, it's part of who you need to be and set the example for other people. And it's most attractive to meet someone who works at staying humble. Because it doesn't just happen. We can't, we can't be rotten just because something bad has happened to us. Don't, you know, let it out. Let it, let it, let it be known. Make your, free your soul, you know, from the awfulness that has come into your life. And you need to speak on it or speak of it and help others and be humble about things. Because just because something awful has happened to you doesn't mean you can't be a great person. I mean, living my whole life and just, I mean, I could have lived under a rock. I was on a very, very bad downward spiral, and I just, my life went out of control for a while. And, you know, I tried, went back and I was like, you know, this isn't who I am. I have to be the person that I was taught how to be, you know, who I learned how to be. So, no matter what goes on, I have to be positive, stay humble. And that's what everybody else should do. And we should care for one another. We need to care for one another because that's all we have is one another. That's big. But, you know, that's, um, man, lo loving each other. Oh, oh, boy, here it comes. The rain is coming. And it's blowing this way. So, I, well, <laughs> should, we save, should we save the next one for the next time or should we, what should we do here? Um, <laughs> everybody's running. Are you getting soaked? No, I'm fine. Okay. Kate, are you good? Okay. So we keep going. Um, so what was the next issue? Just you to care for one another, be humble, and don't lose hope. Don't lose track on, you know, don't, don't lose the path that you're on. Never, never lose hope. I just don't want your phone to get wet. Oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay. So we're done. Um, <laughs> hey, folks. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, thank you all for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for sharing, Monique. I mean, anybody, feel free to inbox me. Send me your friends' request. It doesn't matter. I'm here for you. Oops, I'm touching the mic. I'm here for you. You know, if you need me, as an, I'm there. That's all I can say. Anybody, I'm here for Vet Church. Cool. Vet Church was there for me. I am going to return that. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Love all y'all. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this Vet Church podcast. To learn more about Vet Church, visit www.vetchurch.com.